Hi, welcome back to Make Do. I'm Julia Scott. And I'm Tiff Arman. And you just sent me um, a picture of what I'm assuming is one of, of many pages from your your, uh, your your crapbook. Is that what we're calling them? Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the crapbook. Yeah, well, you have here in the notes, color check-in, um, color challenge check-in, do anything, feels and thoughts. <laughs> this is the only thing I did. And I hate it. <laughs> I hate these colors. I'm so I will inspired. say I'm so mad. I didn't even realize until you said it now that it's those colors. But I love this page. I'm really glad you like it. You hate I'm, it. <laughs> I'm, ugh, I just these colors. I thought having weird colors just like thrust upon me <laughs> would open my art eye to a whole new world of inspiration and possibilities and instead it has just absolutely I'm like I feel like I'm in an art iron maiden like I can't <laughs> I, I just nothing's happening like it's I did this like the day after we picked the colors trying to like jumpstart this whole thing and I have done nothing since. I mean, granted, I have been like really busy with like some commissions and like things I promised to make people, but I'm stuck. I'm not giving up yet because mm -hmm. there's still another two weeks for our little challenge, but that's where I am. How are you doing? I, I want to ask first, what what if you use those colors to um, for just like writing practice to do like calligraphy and writing with so that you can can learn to look at them without hatred <laughs> okay all right i'll try that i'll do i'll give that i'll give anything a try at this point <laughs> yeah all right i'll fill some nice pens with some pretty inks of these colors if i even can find these colors or, or you know you can you can uh, write, I do, I have write with oh i don't doubt that but you can write with paint too yeah no so i it was it was really funny and i think i sent you a message about it because I was going through, I was talking with, with uh, Pontus about this challenge and I was sort of going through my fabrics. It's funny because I actually have, I have one thing that I knitted last year that's the sort of burgundy, but I have more yarn in that color and I have a project that I started, I don't know, six months ago in the sort of sagey green, which is kind of funny and it reminded me to get back to that. But I was looking through my fabrics and I was like, because I was thinking about like how how sort of far away from it can I go can I interpret and I was like I don't know it doesn't quite feel fair and I was like mm -hmm. I don't think I have a lot of things in these colors and he was like well it sounds like we need to go to the fabric store and <laughs> my answer was I thought you said like two days ago that it's possible to have too much fabric and he's like well clearly you don't so uh we went off uh during off hours so there weren't that many people there mm -hmm. and I've also sort of gone through my stash again to see. So I bought some fabric. Uh, the weird crayon flesh color. I only found lining fabric. It's really hard to find something in that color. Um, it probably would be easier to find yarn in that color. But I have uh, cut out a, a maroon burgundy color dress that I haven't sewn yet, but I've cut it out. Ooh, and I excellent. have, and I have some other things sort of going. But I, I've enjoyed it so far, just like, A, just going through your stash, you know, reminds you of plans that you might have had for for things. And also just like thinking of this as, um, you know, it's a corny word, but like a color story. Like, okay, so what do I have that could 
if if I if I looked at this as like a capsule wardrobe, say, what other fabric do I have that could go with it? Like this sort of space hobbit color story that I'm working with here. <laughs> what else could I do I have that I could incorporate that's sort of close to those colors, but maybe not exactly. So that's been fun. And I've sort of been looking at it differently of like, like a color story capsule space thing. So that's actually been been kind of fun. But yeah, no, I've been doing a lot of sort of negotiating with myself of like, how strict should I be? And I keep telling myself pretty strict because otherwise it's not much of a challenge, but we'll see. Yeah, I cheated. I cheated a little bit with like having a little bit brighter yellow, but also like dulling it down at the same time um, in places for the one piece that I made. But you're <laughs> absolutely right. Like the, the part that I have enjoyed was going through all my stuff and like pulling out these colors, you know, so it's like that mission felt good. And that felt like a a concrete thing to start doing as opposed to just like looking at all of my supplies Mm -hmm. and trying to choose like okay make something and then i just end up making something blue um and (laughs) can't imagine so that was nice to like yeah it was nice to like separate out like the three colors that i generally ignore so (laughs) it was it was good putting them aside and so now i have like a whole little um it's actually a yogurt container that i filled full of stuff but that's on the side like filled up with this just this color so when I go to make something that's just supposed to be for me I'm only pulling from that bucket but like I said I've only done it once full disclosure because I got really busy (laughs) but still my next mission will be to try and do something out of glass and then also take your prompt and I'll I'll write something as well and some like of inks I don't know something that's cool though um, yeah, and, and I, I, I think it's, and I think we've talked about something like this before, where once you sort of get to go back to all the colors, maybe you'll feel more sort of inspired because you're, you know, you're so happy that you get to see them again, <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> oh, my friends, pink and blue, <laughs> my comfort friends. I mean, what is red but dark pink? <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> You're like, not at all, no. So I'm about to send you uh, an image, which uh, okay. is the lead-in to today's main topic, because uh, at my therapy session last week, also don't recommend therapy with a mask on, because it gets very wet and damp and salty when you cry. Oh, I can imagine. I'm always <laughs> crying during my therapy sessions. And at the end, we were talking about sort of like, what are my feel? If I, if I were to meet my five or 11-year-old self, how would I feel towards that child and I was talking about feeling this sort of the the annoyance that I'm sure adults felt towards me at the time but also this sort of tenderness and this this um just wanting to care for and she gave me a homework assignment to uh well she said paint first paint or draw uh and illustrate me and my five-year-old self my child self and like showing that tenderness towards that child and um it, it didn't have to be fancy, uh, but I went home and like got out a bunch of materials and spilled gouache water all over the table and my pants. But <laughs> that's beside the point. But I, it was funny because, you know, I went through several feelings at the same time. One was like, that is such a cheesy therapy thing to do. And then I kind of realized that cliches are cliches for a reason, might actually be helpful. And also just like a sort of internal feeling of cheesiness of like, can I do this? 
And then I decided as I've tried to do more and more over the past few years, just like throw myself into things. I can't be negative about them unless I try them for some Mm -hmm. things, not all things. So I'm sending you now in the Slack. I'm not finished yet. I need to finish stuff. But this is how far I got. Oh, wow. So uh, it's it's me and my five-year-old self. And I'm going to have hair in the final version. um, And they're going to be lying in a green field. And Mm -hmm. it was... I need to, pl- you know, learn to play more with with gouache. I was considering doing it with oils, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not there yet. I have a week to do this, but I wanted to talk your about your shorts rule. <laughs> it's so funny I that you say outfit. that because I, I, uh, I really was really happy with how those shorts came out. I'll post a picture uh, when it's finished uh, on our Instagram and probably mine too. Uh, and there's going to be, like I said, grass around them. But I wanted to talk about the sort of painting your feelings thing. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that can mean a lot of different things for artists to paint or or make or craft your feelings. Because I remember, too, I think like maybe two years ago or even more, you worked on some digital drawings that were sort of more, I don't know if you, like, if, if the word is symbolic or representative or something, but where you also uh, posted them and talked about how like you were trying to paint your feelings and it's hard both to paint and to share that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It felt kind of nice to be literal about it like this, which I think is kind of what you were doing at that point, too, and not be like, you know, painting your feelings in a sort of abstract way or um, some sort of more artistic pose, but just like very literally, this is me as I would be in this feeling. Mm-hmm. And it made me realize that it's been a long time since I did paint my feelings. And even then, I don't think I did... I, th- I think it was very sort of teen girl feelings where all the characters have really big eyes and tears run. Not quite that cheesy, but almost, you know what I mean? And yeah. So do you feel like when you paint that like you are trying to get out a feel? Because we talk sometimes about evoking feelings, but when you when you paint or for that matter with 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 glass, do you feel like you're trying to usually get out a feeling as well? Generally, no. Um, you know, that that time a few years ago, absolutely. That was like a different making mode. Mm-hmm. That's more of like a I'm making something and what I happen to make ends up having a lot of weight put on it mm-hmm. because of my personal emotional state when I produce that. Because like it's almost like when you get into not a point in your life, but like a, just a, a point in your story that you are finding a lot of overwhelming feelings happening and you happen to be a creative person. It's almost like you can't help but put all of that heavy meaning onto everything that you're doing, right? It's mm-hmm. like you're almost fo- – it's not – you're almost forced to do it for therapy, but it's it's not – it's just happening, right? Like there's no barrier anymore. Like if you're feeling something and it's it's hurting or it's whatever is manifesting in you that is just it needs to get out somehow, you just end up putting all that meaning into the things, right? Whereas I feel like when you're in a more neutral state and, you know, nothing nothing is happening in your life that 
evokes that kind of uh, outpouring, you know, like your your cup is not overflowing with emotions. <laughs> I feel like a lot of times then it's just like, oh, I can just like make stuff, right? Like adjust surface make stuff. And it's not saying that like the things you make aren't part of you or aren't like your creativity or or expressing joy or even sadness, right? Like it's not saying that those things don't express or or evoke those emotions, but I feel like it's a it's a different level. Like when you're overrun with your own emotions and you happen to be a makey person, that shows up so much more strongly and I think that when you look at those pieces that you make or while you're making them, they they soak up like a sponge that heaviness, right? Like mm-hmm. they will always hold for you what that felt like then. And I think a lot of times it comes out in art. Like you you see someone's piece and you're like, why does this feel so much more? It, it just, than the sum of its parts. Yeah. Or like, why does this piece feel so much more? Like it has so much more weight to it than another piece does. Like, I don't know, sometimes like just as humans connected to each other and like all the emotions that we have, like you can see like this means more to the person that made it than this other thing. And I think that that's where like that painting your feelings or like, you know, making something out of your feelings becomes that that therapy. And it's just like it's a a place for all of it to go. But it's really difficult to sustain doing that all the time. And I think that there are people who like fit, like amazing musicians or artists, right? It's like they have all those like high intensity emotions all the time and then they completely burn out mm-hmm. because it's so unsustainable for, I guess, like the more average person. You go through ups and downs in your life and if you create something out of those peaks, then it's a it's a different feeling than like your everyday uh, standard emotions that you're that you're making in and that you're doing right. Yeah, and I, I think maybe that there's a sort of weird, tiny semantic difference between like putting emotion in your art and putting emotions in your art. Like there it is. Where yep. you're like you put you're so damn eloquent. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like where where as artists, most of the time I think we put emotion in our art, and that can mm-hmm. be you know, all the different emotions going on in us at that time, or just like a sense of passion, or even like you could paint something that's completely like jubilant and huge and colorful, but that is how you dealt with something dark. And then there's, you know, getting your emotions out of like, I need to sort of make literal, even if it's not figurative, even if it's abstract or whatever, but I need to sort of make physical the thing that I'm feeling right now or this one memory or whatever, we're like, I have to get it out. And it might be, you know, again, very cheesy. And it might be, you know, a, a, a mama bird holding an egg or what, you know, like it could be <laughs> super, like, almost literal. And that's where you're dealing with the one emotion and not emotion as a whole. And mm-hmm. I think maybe also, there is a cliche there, like very much about how some paintings feel like super literal and I think sometimes we look down on that because you feel like things have to be kind of symbolic and deep and need interpretation and we've learned that a simple painting that everyone can easily interpret and get the same meaning from is somehow more shallow or less art even at all and I think that's really interesting because if you're like you know 
with my adult self gently petting my five-year-old self, super literal, uh, super cheesy. I'm not going to say that this particular piece is like art art, but you know what I mean? Like it's it's really interesting where if you're like, I'm painting a, a, a tiny scrunched up creature surrounded by like darkness and scary, scary faces, that's kind of, you know, a literal interpretation of a feeling. And I think most people would need a lot more like something really interesting about technique or something to make them think that that's art. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see where you're coming from. You're you're saying that a lot of times the end result of something that you create with your uh, feelings is it doesn't have to be this high end elaborate, you know, uh, needing of levels of interpretation kind of thing in order to fulfill its purpose right like the purpose of doing something like this like a an assignment from a therapist in order to like start thinking about something that you're going through it doesn't like you're 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 blocking the whole process and the whole purpose of of the exercise by trying to art it up Mm -hmm. you know like if you don't if you are just putting down something literal even if you're like this is stupid or this is so cliche or this is so obvious or or this is nothing that I would ever want to really show the world because it's not something that I personally find like exuberantly oh, I can't say that word <laughs> <laughs> it's not something hugely that, like, joyous I find like magical obs- like yeah I don't I don't find this um you know just astoundingly interesting it is what it is but it served its purpose. Like, so you have to, like, it's better to get that thing down on the paper mm-hmm. and have it be like the the mama bird or the footsteps <laughs> in the sand or, or, or whatever cliche you want to throw at it. Like, sometimes you just, like, need to put those out and then put your your own feelings and interpretations on it. And then, you know, you can move on or you can use it as a reference to something later, or it could just be what it is. Like it doesn't even have to become anything else. So I think, is that what you're saying? Like, yeah, kind of, but also just like the, I think we're taught to look at things that way. Like, cause I, I think we think of, of, of when you're sort of illustrating your feeling more than mm-hmm. sort of painting it, trying to sort of, like, you know, we see illustrations as something that is not as it doesn't have the same sort of cultural credibility. Like if you think of of picture books or illustrations in in magazines or newspapers, right, they are they're there to serve a purpose and to make something sort of accessible and give a slightly different perspective. But they are more about like illustrating a concept or a feeling. And we tend to forget that that is sometimes more difficult than a lot of other forms of art because you have to sometimes with you know just a few strokes or in a small format try to convey something and I think maybe that sort of illustrative aspect of painting your feelings when you're like what do I look like when I'm sad and we think that that's not art and like we're taught I think if not if not taught explicitly then I think a lot of us sort of get the feeling that simpler illustrations or more literal illustrations or you know illustrating a concept is is not as high art as you know painting something with many levels many layers I see where you're coming from but I also I personally like greatly admire a lot of illustrators and a lot of like 
very emotional like comics that people have made or you know it's the art form has definitely um superseded itself from like just like a children's medium you know like mm-hmm. it, it it has become so much more and people are like writing graphic novels about like you know deep important things like depression and suicide and you know there's just there's a lot of stuff that's put into just like the simple illustration form so I think that that's changing around but Mm -hmm. yeah it's not going to be something that hangs in a gallery and I think that that's like something we talk about on the show like art versus art like what (laughs) is what is this whole thing and like but at the same time it's all about I guess it's all about who your audience is, you mm-hmm. know, and as long as you have an appreciative audience and but I mean, what we're talking about now, too, is something that could inherently be a private thing, like you right, just for me, share your illustration art or your feelings art like it's it's not something that necessarily needs to even be for an audience. But we're so conditioned now that like, hey, we make something. Let's show everyone like you make something everyone should see it like why else make something right (laughs) and I think that that's a a difficult thing to not hide away especially like if you're proud of it right like it is kind of tricky now to keep something for yourself like that's almost this but then you're like well if I keep it to myself does it even exist like you know it's it's tricky and and also kind of that you know with when you're painting or drawing there's I think a lot of times there's the sense that you have to do it sort of well and finish it where, you know, if, if you're maybe just painting your feelings, maybe, you know, you, you, you throw things at a canvas for a week and then you're like, I, you know, I don't want to finish this. Uh, it's not necessarily good. I'm not going to refine it. I just needed to do this. And then maybe, like you said, you take some of it with you. Maybe you don't, but yeah, I think, I think you're right that it's, it's hard to think of, sometimes as art as something that you do just for yourself because you want to get good enough to show it off or whatever so uh, if if you were to now if I were to say to you like I need you to paint either like a feeling that you're having right now or do you think that you would do something abstract I mean that's something that you want to challenge yourself to do so maybe you would but like (laughs) if I were to ask you right now like I need you to either show me an emotion or process an emotion or something that's going on do you think you would do it like figurative or abstract would you do glass painting drawing um origami <laughs> i definitely wouldn't do glass i don't think because that's more my i just i make stuff right like it feels i don't want to say it feels not arty because like some of it is but i think i would go back to painting but I feel very out of practice at this point. So the idea of like making an, a feeling, I'm not um, in a place where I'm like hyper feeling things right now. I'm just kind <laughs> of sitting like a potato. Like <laughs> I just feel you. Not much is going on. Um, and I, I find that to be a good thing for me, right? Like it's just everything is kind of working. My son is behaving. My marriage is great. Like my, the environment <laughs> the world is, is a nice. tiny like, bit better. <laughs> Like our town is like quiet and sleepy and like, so there's no, nothing is happening. Like it's like everyone's inside all the time. Like that's maybe <laughs> loneliness. That that might be the thing, but still I'm kind of okay with loneliness. How would you, how would you paint contentment? 
Right. Like, how do you like make contentment? I just feel like it's just like blue smiles. I don't. Maybe I don't it's know. Just your, like... your your kid on a bike down your street. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But then again, that feels too so cheesy. Um, Maybe I that guess means you like should in, do it in pictures. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. With, your, with but markers. Because so like... <laughs> I'm thinking too now. You know, can I can I do feelings and emotions in in clay in something that's just a sculpture and not at all useful? And I I'm not sure yet how I would do that in a way that's not just like a sculpture of a person in a pose that, you know, suggests like, oh, I have a stomachache or, you know, I'm sleepy. But if I can make abstract sculpture, that would make a feeling. Because I I forgot to say this at the top too, um, because I got sick with what was probably Omicron right before Christmas. I was, I had a fever for several weeks. I was really pooped. So I had to postpone my gallery show at the end of of this month because I just I wasn't sure that I could a produce enough and b like feel up to doing something of of that scope uh but that also means that now I have more time to do more sculpty stuff and mm-hmm. I'm trying to be positive about that part uh it was, it was actually it felt really nice to be like I'm really sorry I don't think I can do this because it took one bit of stress off mm-hmm. but now I kind of just want to get into the studio when I'm having a really good day and just gloop around with stuff, you know? So I guess my question for you through all of this, because it it started with your, um, you know, therapy assignment, where do you see your stuff going from here? Like these um, makey emotional uh, things like you, you mentioned like getting back into the studio just now, but, but further than that, um, where do you see it? It like, really made me want to paint more because like I, you know, I got out a ton of different supplies and like I was looking through, you know, my, my big, um, both like sketchbooks and sketch pads and some, um, canvases and stuff. And I was like, well, I like doing this. Why don't I do this more? And I know the mm-hmm. answer It's because I'm not immediately good at it. And that, that makes me not want to do it, but that means that I should do it because <laughs> that's how you get good at things. So... I'm thinking maybe I'm going to do more of that and maybe try to also work on oils a bit, she says, uh, hesitantly. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it made me just to be like, well, it can be okay to both. Like, it's fun to paint. And I remember that every time I do it. And then I think, why don't I do it more? But also to maybe paint stuff that is, if not necessarily, you know, figurative people interacting with each other just like maybe I can paint my feelings and it's going to be really really bad and that's okay because you can always just you know scrape off or paint a canvas white and start over yeah I see people painting their feelings and it's so good like it makes me so mad (laughs) I'm with you I'm like the skill level doesn't match up with the imagination or the want right like it it falls short but I mean, how else do you get better besides practice? Mm-mm. But it could be private practice. D- Divine Intervention, I think. Which was a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like, you know, we, we get sometimes nice messages and emails. And here, I'm really curious if people want to share with us. And we're not going to share them on to our Instagram unless you, you want us to. But I would love if people would, you know, email or DM us things that they have painted that were to get out feelings and of course your your feelings about getting your feelings out because i think i think it's super fascinating and maybe it's nice to to share your your cheesy work uh even if you don't want to share it with with the whole internet 
Have you ever just like taken a pen to like a sketchbook or a pad or something and then just like wrote circles so much that it like ripped through the pages to the pages below? Yes. Ever done that? Yeah, that's so satisfying. I don't know. <laughs> like for some reason, like having feelings and thinking of that, that's kind of very like an emo thing to do. <laughs> but when you have like when you have but... a, a charcoal stick and you almost wear through the whole thing of the charcoal stick too and like your your arms are black up to your elbows because you just like intensely needed to get that out i think we've all most of us probably have done that like that's another one of those uh you know overrun with emotion making moments where it's just like you kind of just give yourself the permission to be a little bit destructive or a lot (laughs) bit destructive and it feels really good but then all you have afterwards is kind of like this disastrous mess that probably is just gonna go in the garbage because it's basically like hey i just used up a whole bunch of supplies and now i have a pile of garbage like that's all it is but man sometimes it feels so good i have notebooks filled with garbage that i even sometimes i've kept them i didn't throw them away and i flipped through them and i remember a lot of the things that i was feeling and that's kind of um a cool thing to like look back on that like this little chat just reminded me of those and it's just like writing like it's just using my nice pens and like writing a bunch of stuff over and over song lyrics or like something that pops into my head something I feel something I would never say out loud like that kind of stuff and it's just like scribbled in all directions on a ton of notebooks and that in itself is kind of like a form of collage and a form of art and Again, it's one of those things that, like, I never showed it to anyone. It's mine, like, and I'm probably never, ever going to show it to anybody, but it's still there and it still helped. So maybe if, um, you know, anyone out there is listening or uh, or even you, Julia, right? Like, you know, having those things as part of your life and part of your own emotional outlet, like, for all of us makey people, like, it's kind of necessary. I'm sure if, like, we all think about it, we all have that one, like, really poorly executed ugly thing that like we do that is just for us and it's just for getting our feelings you out. release the pressure you have tiny feelings farts so you don't get a stomachache <laughs> <laughs> but because I, I was thinking too and i, I realized kind of because i was thinking about as you were talking to of like so would this apply to sort of textile making and, and that sort of craft and I don't think it does much with with knitting except like when I'm tired and exhausted sort of mentally and emotionally I do simpler stuff because I can't use my brain but I think because a lot of the stuff that I've been making and planning recently as far as sewing has been sort of more vintagey stuff and like the hobbit thing was sort of coming in even before my space hobbit assignment for January and I'm thinking like is this because like the hobbity stuff is about comfort and like coziness um, and feeling like an adventurer. And the, the sort of vintagey stuff, I think, is about some sort of idea of like if, if I say dignity, it's not to say that modern clothes are undignified. But I think like from being sick and you know, I mean, we've all been wearing mainly sweatpants for two years, <laughs> but like trying to it's fi- amazing, but trying to find <laughs> sort of the contrast of that and sort of finding the like if I can be an Edwardian school marm, that's the absolute opposite of of sweatpants potato, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if that's if that's been subconsciously, you know, affecting what I want to make or if it's just that the people I follow on Instagram and Pinterest are making me do it. But um, maybe I need to think But about you're that. following them for a reason because you're drawn to it, right? So... <sighs> 
I need to go throw some things at a canvas, I think, maybe. Oh, you should. You should get your colors out and start throwing some stuff. So if um, if you uh, have some colors out and you want to go throw some stuff, um, you can find our show notes to throw things at. I don't know how I'm <laughs> making this transition, but it's happening. Anyway, our show notes, they're over at relay.fm slash make do. And we are make do pod on Twitter and Instagram. Our email is make do pod at gmail.com uh, where you can send stuff or stories. Oh, before we um, finishing closing this closure area i want to say yeah i want to say thank you to everyone who sent messages and replies and um i don't know emails tweets it's it's been coming from all over the place when i asked for my copper help so i want to say thank (laughs) you so much to like i've gotten so much copper help it's it's actually been really great i've tried a couple techniques i have a piece right now that is like super shiny thanks to a few of the techniques that i tried so thank you to everyone out there for um kind of what's that uh uh outsourcing no field sourcing what's that word crowdsourcing crowdsourcing (laughs) uh for helping me crowdsource all of your collective knowledge so you can go find us individually at tiff arment and at julia scott s-k-o-t-t and uh, again huge thank you to everyone and we will be (laughs) back in a fortnight and until then go make your feelings and do something destructive